What is up, y'all? Welcome to Spirit and Truth, Salt and Light podcast, where we dive into the common things and topics in daily Christian life, relating them back to the Bible, relating them back to the gospel, living them out in spirit and truth by being salt and light. Hey, this is Tyler Penalver, and man, I'm so excited uh, that all of the planning, contemplating prayer, uh, just anxiety that I've had about starting this podcast is just starting to fall into place. Um, knowing about all these different things that I want to talk about to people, all these different things that I want to put out there. I just knew that the best way that I could do that um, and things that there's something that's really popular right now, which I really don't understand why are podcasts. Um, everybody's podcasting, everybody's listening to them, everybody's uh, doing these different things. And I figured, you know, why not take two big platforms to share a big God? Uh, so that's exactly what I want to do um, today. Hey, in my first episode by myself, uh, it's not going to be normal for us. Uh, we're going to be having guests here and there uh, every episode. It won't be just me. You won't have to listen to just myself. But today, I just want to share my heart with you. I want to share um, my thought processes, my heart, um, everything behind uh, Spirit and Truth, Salt and Light. I want to tell you uh, the why. I want to tell you the what. I want to tell you when we're going to be putting out episodes. I want to tell you who's coming, who we're going to have, uh, be part of our episodes, all these different things. Uh, I just want to tell you all the things that I've been praying about and planning and getting excited for. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to just dive right into it. Uh, a lot of people are probably going to be thinking, why? Tyler, you, you little country bumpkin from Louisiana, from my Idaho friends and my Louisiana and Mississippi friends, those of you that I spend a lot of time with, like, hey, that blank country. But I, y'all y'all are probably wondering why is this uh, why is this guy wanting to start a podcast? Um, the number one reason why is that I want to encourage believers. I want to encourage believers uh, in, in daily life. Cause like I said, we're going to be talking about common topics and things uh, that happen in Christian life, things that you should be doing, things you shouldn't be doing, uh, issues that come up that as Christians, we need to learn how to handle. We need to learn how to face those things. Uh, we just need to learn how to be uh, salt and light for Christ. And we're going to talk about what that means. Um, you're probably wondering what, what even is uh, a, a title called spirit and truth, salt and light. Like what, what is that? The reason that we talk about spirit and truth is that God is spirit. It says in uh, John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, uh, that those who worship him should worship in spirit and truth. And it says right here in uh, John 4, 24, it says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Um, so worshiping in spirit and truth, there's a lot that comes into that, a lot that means different things through that. Um, <clears throat> with worshiping in truth, you have to worship how you say you worship. Uh, You have to live your life how you say you live your life. You have to be exactly what Christ has called you to be, and you have to live that out and you have to speak that the same way. So worshiping God in spirit, worshiping who he is and everything that he is in truth is essential. Uh, Being salt and light. Look, we can look at Matthew chapter 5. The Lord talks about, Jesus talks about being uh, salt and light in the world. Uh, 5.13 through 16 says, uh, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled on by people's feet. You're the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. 
That last verse is key. That you show your light to all so that they may see your good works. Not so that they can applaud you, not so that they can tell you how good and great you are, but so that they can give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Man, that's hard. That is a hard thing to understand and wrap our minds around. Is because we want people to see our good works, but we don't want God to get the credit. That's not what being salt and light is. Salt and light is doing good works to give God the credit and to live out in obedience for him. So that's what salt and light is. And that's what it is. And we're going to be talking about so many different topics, so many different things. I know our first series, we're going to talk about that in just a second, a little preview to it. Um, we're going to be talking about our first series. Um, we're going to be talking about so much stuff. Uh, so I just want to give you an opportunity. Um, if you know me personally, you have my cell phone number or my email address. Hey, send me suggestions, stuff to talk about. Right now, after today, I've only got four episodes planned. Um, so send me some suggestions. Send me some stuff that you want to see us talk about, stuff that you want uh, just encouragement on, uh, questions, answers, all these different things. Uh, send it in. Uh, I want to hear from you. A lot of people I haven't heard from in a long time. So shoot me a text, send me a call, all those different things. Uh, a win. How often are we going to be posting? Uh, that right now, we're going to start off at once a month. Um, and the reason I'm starting off at once a month is I don't want uh, those of you who haven't heard about it until just now, um, I don't want you to feel like you're behind by six episodes when you start. Uh, I want to give people time to catch up, to listen to a 30, 45-minute episode uh, and catch up on what they've missed. Uh, quickly. You don't want to be behind at the very beginning of a podcast and have to sit there and listen to my voice for so long to catch up. I want to do this spread out enough so that you can catch up, but also for myself, uh, learning how to delegate my time to do this uh, as something extra that I want to do, not something that's part of my job or part of school, just something that I felt the Lord laying on my heart. How do I plan for something like this? Um, so once a month is what I'm sitting at right now, uh, getting episodes out there. This will get us through the summer. Uh, almost into the fall, which fall and winter time here in Idaho, that's podcast season. Hey, we're inside. We're just chilling. It's chilly outside and we're chilling inside. So uh, once a month, that's how often we're going to be doing things uh, for now. Hopefully we will be popping that up uh, to a little bit more uh, common, a little bit more, you know, consistent, things like that. So once a month for now. And uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what the Lord's got coming. Um, who? Who is going to be on my podcast? Hey, look. I have a lot of people that I would like to ask to be on my podcast. I have a lot of people that might tell me no. Um, but I will promise you this. The people that I bring onto the podcast, the people that I do uh, introduce you to, that I allow um, to give you spirit and truth uh, talks to be salt and life into your life are going to be people that I trust. They're going to be people that uh, have poured into me, people that uh, I have walked alongside of, um, just many different people that I trust. Um, so lots of friends from back home. I'll have some call-in guests. Uh, so if you hear some uh, audio from somebody and it's not the best, it doesn't sound too good, it's probably because they're coming off of my cell phone um, because I just want to I want to have conversation with them, and I want you to meet them. I want you to know who they are, know their hearts, where they're from. Um, but, yeah, hey, it's going to be so many different people. We'll have returners. We'll have locals. We'll have uh, all these different things. I've got friends uh, all around the world that I would like to bring in uh, to be on the podcast. Um, so that's who. We're going to be having, and uh, so that's just a little bit about uh, the podcast. Now, hey, look, I don't want you to continue listening, and I don't want you to continue uh, keeping up with my episodes, but you don't know who I am. Uh, so I just want to tell you a little bit about myself, uh, a little bit about who I am, uh, what I do, where I'm from, 
how I got all the way up here in Idaho, how did that come to be, uh, all these different things. So I just want to give you uh, a snippet of my life, a snippet of who Tyler Penalber, uh, or for those of you in the South, who Rupert uh, really is. So just a little bit about me. Uh, I want to tell you first how I came to know Christ. Um, my testimony is uh, one thing that I'm very proud of. Uh, is the one thing that truly gives me life, um, not just life on earth or encouragement, but it gives me eternal life to live for Christ now uh, and throughout the rest of eternity. Um, so yeah, I'll just dive into that. When I was uh, when I was young, I grew up in a Christian household. My parents both Christians. Uh, I started going to church nine months before I was born, um, which a lot of people in the South that seems to happen. Um, but I started going to church very very early, young age. The day I was born, I was born I think on a Friday. My mom will probably text me when she hears this and tell me I was wrong, but I think I was born on a Friday. So like three days later, I was in church. Uh, grew up in a Christian home, Christian family. My dad was a uh, associate pastor when I was born and minister of music. My mom was working with uh, students and youth. Um, so both of my parents were uh, very involved in church, very involved in ministry, uh, and just in spreading the word. Um, my mom's dad, my grandpa, my papa, uh, was also a minister um, who served as director of missions. When I was born, he was pastor's year before I was born in different places. So I grew up in a family that just whose hearts and whose lives were centered around the gospel. Um, so having that blessing of growing up knowing who Jesus is, I didn't really take into consideration that how much of a blessing that really is until I got to other places and saw that that's not how common it truly is. Um, but I grew up in that household. Uh, I was poured into uh, as soon as I started asking questions about who Jesus is, about uh, why are we eating Jesus's body and drinking his blood in church? Uh, my parents were answering those questions. They were telling me about who Jesus is uh, what he does, uh, how he lives in our lives daily, how he is alive. Um, so my parents started to pour into me uh, very quickly. I walked the aisle and uh, said the sinner's prayer when I was six years old. Um, and to be honest with you, the reason that I did that was because I wanted to eat the Lord's body and drink his blood. Hey, I wanted to partake in the Lord's Supper. Um, and I knew that I couldn't do that unless I was a Christian and I was baptized. So I walked my little six-year-old self down the aisle uh, to my dad, who was the pastor of the church at the time. And uh, I said, hey, dad, I want to get saved. Um, and he asked me a couple questions. He's, who is Jesus? What did he do? And I said, he died on the cross. He's my savior, you know, because that's what I grew up knowing. Um, I was baptized in the Amit River between Gillsburg and Liberty, Mississippi, um, at the church where my dad was pastoring Mount Vernon Baptist Church. And um, just kind of started living my life. I was like, hey, look, I'm baptized. My eternity's secure. I'm good. I'm going to keep on living. Um, so I kept living my life kind of like normal and just started to uh, really just keep doing good things, being a good person, but I didn't really live my life the way that I should have. Um, I wasn't telling people about Christ. I wasn't uh, constantly making him the center of my conversation, the center of my attention. Um, I was just really living for myself, uh, living to make my parents proud, living to make um, myself proud, living to make other people proud. Um, and I just, I, I continued to live my life, uh, just doing that. I, my dad accepted a position as the, uh, music minister at First Baptist Church, Springfield, Louisiana. Um, so we, uh, are going to church there and, uh, I just, I don't know what was going on. It was some sort of event. Um, but I remember one day I was sitting in the fellowship hall and I was like, I'm not living my life for Christ the way that I should be. I'm not living my life that glorifies him. 
Um, so I asked my mom, I was like, Hey, can you like get saved again? Um, thinking that I, I needed to be saved again, but really what I needed to be was saved. Um, that I really needed to re- repent, uh, from the life that I was living and turn my life around. So I, uh, rededicated my life at about the age 12, um, and really wanted to start trying to live better. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, I believe 100% that that's when I was saved. I believe 100% that the Lord redeemed me through that. Um, but I still just continued to live this life that was not pleasing to the Lord. Um, had a terrible mouth, terrible uh, disrespect towards my parents, towards teachers, things like that. I wasn't that bad kid, but I was a pastor's kid. So those of you who are pastor's kids, you really know kind of how I was living my life a little bit. Um, so I was just... I was living and I was living in sin and not really knowing how to handle that. Um, and I did that all the way through high school. I uh, had several things happen to me in high school and I'll, I'll tell you stories about those later on, um, of how I've lost things and people in my life. Um, but I, uh, get through high school and I, and I find the college that I want to go to and I go to Southwest Mississippi community college, um, for college. And, and I'm going to kind of bridge this story because uh, the next thing I have down in here is how I accepted my call to ministry. So I'm going to just bridge the stories together. Um, as I get to junior college uh, at Southwest Mississippi Community College, and when I got there, I knew two people. Uh, I knew the recruiter that <laughs> gave me my tour, and I knew one other girl that went to Mount Vernon with me when we were kids, and her name was Leanne. Uh, we ended up being friends at school, actually. Um, and I knew two people. But I remember the recruiter said, hey, you need to go in this building over here. Uh, it's called the BSU, which is the Baptist Student Union. And I was like, man, I don't know. I'm not going to walk in there as a little freshman um, and just kind of bebop in there and, you know, introduce myself. But I was like, you know what? This is a new chapter in my life. They said that at graduation. I'm going I'm to be a new person. So I walk into the BSU and uh, I see a couple people standing there. I see Daniel Herndon, who was the BSU director at the time. Um, and I'm pretty sure Miles Kendrick was there and, uh, Cade Lear, uh, was there as well. It's three of the first people I ever met in my college career. Um, walked up, introduced myself. I was like, Hey, I'm Tyler. Uh, I'm from Louisiana. Daniel's like, Hey, I'm Daniel. Well, he didn't really say it like that. He used his Daniel voice, but I'm not going to mock him on here. Um, he said, Hey, I'm Daniel. This is Miles. This is Cade. Um, and I just got to meet people and started going to this BSU that same night. We had a welcome back party, uh, went out there. I met, Several of some of my really good friends that night, Evan Busman, uh, Greg Marble that night I met, um, I met Matt Lee, I met uh, Cy Odom, all these different people, names that I'm just spouting out, um, of people that really poured into my life over the next few years. Um, meet all these people, start going to the BSU, um, and that's when I really realized what it's like to live for Christ every day. Um, that living for Christ wasn't just a Sunday morning, Wednesday night in the South type deal. It wasn't just a every time you're at church camp, you live for Christ. It was a daily dedication to the one who dedicated his life to you, who gave his life for you. Um, and when I realized that, I made that decision in my heart that I was, I was not going to live for myself anymore, uh, that I was done being the type of person that I was in high school, uh, that not many people really liked, um, that I was going to start being... Uh, a child of God, um, that the only person that I really wanted to invest everything into was the Lord. Uh, so that's who I, that's what I decided. And, um, with a lot of encouragement from those names that I spouted out a minute ago, uh, I learned what it was like to be discipled, but also how to disciple people. Um, you know, I knew all the answers to the questions, 
So we'd sit in Bible studies, right? And and they would ask questions. I'd know them right off the bat. But what I wasn't doing was living my life in spirit and truth. And I wasn't being salt and light to others. So uh, learning what that meant was huge for me my first year of college. Um, so go through those first two years. Uh, hey, look, I was a nursing major. And that's what I thought the Lord had called me to be. Um, I accepted when I was 16 years old at a camp. I forgot to mention this. But at a camp in Kentucky, I, for, uh, I accepted a call um, to ministry and to um, just kind of whatever the Lord wanted me to do, as long as it was bivocational, um, which whenever you put parameters on what God's going to do, he's always going to break them down, um, which eventually is what he did. But I started out at the nursing school. Um, and those of you who know me, I would not have been a good nurse at all. Uh, lots of scary stories from me in nursing school. Um, but I started off in nursing school, did a year of prerequisites. Hey, look, I got into nursing school. I got there the first day. I sat down and I said, hey, this is all right. The second day I got there, I said, I'm ready to leave. This is the worst uh, degree that anyone can get. And anyone who decides to be a nurse is clinically insane and they need a nurse. Um, is what I, That's genuinely what I thought. Uh, and I was like, hey, look, I'm not going to be a nurse. That is not for me. Uh, so I remember sitting in class one day. Uh, I don't remember what we were talking about, something about uh, maybe medicine or something. I don't know. But we were talking, and I pulled out my laptop, and I type in uh, personality career tests. And, you know, that's that's the best way to figure out what you're going to be for the rest of your life, right, is a, uh, a personality test. So I take this test, about 60 questions long, get to the end of it, and the top thing that pops up is music therapy. I did not know what that was, so I look it up. I'm like, what even is this? And I start to learn, like, what it is, uh, how you get to use it. You're working in the medical field, but you're also getting to be a full-time musician. Um, so I was like, hey, that's a good mix. I like the medical field. I don't like nursing, but I like the medical field, and I like to play guitar. Um, so I looked up. I was like, hey, look, there's two colleges in Mississippi out of however many there are in the United States that offer this degree. Uh, and the first one that I saw was uh, the university, the Mississippi University for Women. <laughs> I, I did not even try to apply. I knew I might have got an, a minority uh, scholarship, but look, hey, that would have looked weird on a resume was that Tyler Penalber went to the Mississippi University for Women. Um, but I look again, and there's another one, and it's William Carey University in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And I'm like, hey, look, that's only an hour east of where I'm at now. Um, I know people that go to William Carey. Uh, when I took this test, Evan Busman, who I'd mentioned before, had actually already gone over there. Cy Odom was over there. I uh, knew a few friends over there. Um, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go to William Carey. Um, so that's the school that I decided to go with. I uh, ultimately graduated from there. But I go to Carey, and I start uh, meeting people in the music therapy world. Um, I met uh, the advisor for music therapy, the guy who's over it all. Um, met these people. I got into it. I did two trimesters worth of this, two terms worth. And hey, I loved it. Music therapy was for me. I was ready to do it. I was ready to learn how to be good at it. Uh, I was ready to just do music therapy. Um, but the Lord had other plans. You know, when you set those parameters, the Lord's always going to break them down. Um, and I remember one day I was uh, driving to Vicksburg, Mississippi. Um, I was going to help Jonathan Turner uh, with a denial that he was doing over there. He was uh, singing. I was going to do some tech for him. And uh, I'm driving over there, and I call Evan Busman, uh, and we're just talking, and Evan and I are having this conversation just about life. And uh, I'm telling him about something that's going on. I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but I remember this exactly. He stops me. He goes, hey, Rupert, listen. When are you going to quit playing games with God 
and surrender to ministry like you should have two years ago. And that hit me really hard. Um, it was a really hard thing for me to hear because I knew that I was playing games with the Lord, that I was setting my own parameters and he was trying to tear him down, but I wouldn't let him. So I stopped my truck, I pull over. Um, I'm sitting there, I'm like, Evan, you know what? You're right. Look, I've been running from the Lord. Uh, I'm done running. I was like, I'm sick of this. I'm not, uh, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm ready to surrender fully to him. And we pray together. He, uh, he's like, man, I love you. And I was like, I love you too, man. We, I keep on driving and it's just on my mind the entire weekend. How am I going to tell my mom that I'm changing my major again? Um, you know, I have already decided I'm doing ministry. This is what the Lord is calling me to do. So I'm going to do it, but I've got to now call my mom who has been sacrificing for me to go to school, who misses me because I'm in another state and now tell her, Hey, by the way, I'm changing my major again. And it's one of the three majors that you told me not to have. Actually, it's two. It's a ministry, music degree. The only thing I'm missing is education. I would have been the trifecta of what my parents told me not to do for my schooling. Um, so I had to figure out how I was going to do that. So I go back to school the next Monday, um, and I changed my major to uh, music uh, and worship. And it was uh, worship technology was the Bachelor of Music that I was getting. Um, and... Change it to worship technology. I'm so excited about it, getting my degree plan going, getting my classes started, jumping into something good, something new, something fun. Um, and about five weeks later is when I called my mom. Um, after I've already been in it, and I call her, and I say, hey, mom, listen. Uh, I changed my major to uh, worship music, and that's that's what I'm going to do. And my mom gets upset. Obviously, you know, I'm having to go to school longer, which means that they're going to have to help me pay for it longer. Um, I'm going to be further away for longer, all these different things. Uh, she's upset, but I just remember saying, mom, listen, I know what God's calling is on my life and our only job is to be faithful and obedient. And she stops and she's like, you know what? You're right. She's like, I'm, I'm sorry that I got upset. She's like, you are doing what the Lord is calling you to do. And we're going to support you. Your dad and I are going to support you. And right there on the phone, my parents was the hardest conversation I ever had with them. But um, I told them what, what the Lord was leading me to, and they were supportive, and that was huge. Um, having friends that supported me in that, uh, having teachers uh, that supported me, David Bryan, my guitar professor, uh, pushing me continually to, to do better for the Lord, pushing me with theological uh, things to study and things to learn. Um, you have Brandon Harden, who was over uh, the church music department when I graduated, um, he pushed me further, teaching me how to how to be better as a worship leader, how to be better as um, a minister, how to be better as a pastor. Uh, I had people in my life that were teaching me different things. David Conga uh, at Temple Baptist Church uh, when we were there together um, taught me a lot about technology uh, and how to use technology to glorify the Lord, uh, not as something to be a show, um, but something that we can use to glorify God. Um, and David Witten, the pastor at uh, Temple, when I told him about the opportunity I had, uh, about the church I'm at now, which I'm fixing to get into, um, the encouragement that he had, the advice that he gave me, um, many different people just pouring into me, uh, teaching me. Wes Dykes, the dean of the School of Music at William Carey, uh, he he just continually pushed me forward uh, by letting me know that he loved me, um, which he does a really good job at that. Um, so Wes, if you're listening, thank you, and I love you too. Um, let people know you love them. It goes a really long way. Um, 
But yeah, so going into my position now, right now I am currently the associate pastor at uh, Calvary Baptist Church in Idaho Falls, um, where I am the minister of worship, the minister of students, uh, and the minister of chairs, and the minister of uh, plunging toilets, and really just whatever uh, comes up. There's no job that uh, I'll turn my nose up at. Um, There's no job that uh, myself or the pastor wouldn't do. Uh, so I'm super excited about it. So we're glad that the Lord has led me here, but let me talk to you just a little bit about how I got here. Um, and I have some verses that kind of go along with encouraging you through, through that, uh, and some of your situations you may be in, um, in March of 2022, that's when it was, yeah, it was 2022, uh, March of 2022, uh, restoration band, which is a band at William Carey, um, that helps give you experience in leading worship and doing tech. We decided we were going to go on a mission trip together, um, and we chose uh, Salmon, Idaho was where we had connections. And we were going to go to Salmon, Idaho, um, to this town in the middle of nowhere with that barely had cell reception. They had one fast food restaurant, and it was Burger King. Uh, they had, a, I think, a, a stop sign. Um, so uh, there's just, it's just a small town in the middle of Idaho, and uh, nobody even knew where Idaho was on the map uh, in, the, in, this, in this group. But we wanted to go to Idaho. And uh, serve the Lord. So that's where we went. We hop on a plane. Uh, it wasn't out of LAX. So Miley Cyrus fans, I'm sorry. But we hop on a plane uh, out of MSY, New Orleans. Uh, and we fly to Butte, Montana, uh, into this tiny airport um, in the middle of nowhere. We flew through Denver, all this stuff. Uh, story on the way back is crazy. Um, we get out there, and uh, we land, and we cross the mountains, and we show up in the middle of the night. We get rested the next morning. We wake up. Uh, and I get outside and I'll see how beautiful this place is. Uh, there are mountains everywhere. There's snow on the top of the mountains. The first time we'd ever really seen snow. Um, all these different things. It's just beautiful. Uh, and I love this place. And it's March. So that meant it was like 40 degrees at, at the high. So we're all bundled up. Um, and it's cold outside. So we're all excited uh, just to see snow, to be in the cold. So um, we go, we, and on this trip, we're out doing street evangelism. Uh, we're playing music as a band, obviously, uh, for this revival that they're happening. It's happening at the church, uh, at Salmon Valley Baptist Church. Um, we're, we're learning things. We're doing a class uh, called Northwest Missions uh, with Mike Palmer. We had Trey Sapless helping Tyler Baker, uh, three really good friends of mine now, um, leading us through this class uh, to help push us out and to go teach people in the Northwest uh, just about the Lord. Um, and just the whole week, the Lord was really pressing on my heart, teaching me something. And I kept telling Wes over and over. I was like, look, I don't know what it is, but the Lord is teaching me something. The Lord is talking to me really loudly, and I can't figure out what he's saying. Um, and he's like, look, just keep praying, keep listening, uh, keep your heart open, stay in the Word, stay in prayer. So I did. Um, and I remember we uh, we actually had the opportunity to go up to the top of a mountain and shoot a music video. Um, and it's uh it's actually really cool. It's a lot of fun. Um, but while we're up there, I just we're, we're singing uh Thank You Jesus for the Blood by Charity Gale, uh, and at the end she tags uh, the down at the cross, uh with the glory to His name, and we sing through this. We get to the part, uh, we hear the little chord progression that Michael Minor does on the piano, and uh, we start singing Glory to His Name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to His name. And as we're singing that, these, this overcast cloud that's above us that's been overcast the entire time just peels away uh, and the sun beams down on our faces. Um, 
and we could feel in that moment the glory of God, the glory of how great and how good and how big he is. And for the first time, I really felt that. And when you feel something like that for the first time, you remember that place. You remember where that was. And I knew that this state that we're in, even though it's cold in the, mar- in the middle of March, um, I knew that this place was where the Lord wanted me. Um, so we come down off that mountain and I grabbed Mike. I was like, hey, look, man, we got to we got to talk. Uh, so the Lord's really speaking to me and I want to I want you to hear it. So we sit down in his office, him, uh, myself and Scott Hanberry uh, are sitting there. And I just tell him, look, I don't know what it is, why, where, what, anything. But the Lord's calling me out here. Um, I said, I'm going to be patient in how he does it. Uh, but if you hear of anything any churches that are looking for positions, uh, anything full time, you let me know. I said, I want to come out here and do ministry all the time. Um, so he goes, I was like, just pray for that. And he goes, look, I'm, I'm, he said, I'm gonna pray for you. He said, but I already know what the Lord's got for you. And he reaches back and he grabs his paper. He snatches it up and he hands it across to me. And it's a job description. And it says, uh, worship pastor Calvary Baptist church, Idaho falls. And I said, man, no, I said, I know I want to come out here, but I, I'm not, I said, I don't know. I said, it's kind of scary. This is getting real. Uh, he said, look, don't talk to me about it. Take it back to the hotel, read it. Pray about it, he said, and talk to me again tomorrow. Um, so I was like, you know what, you're right. So I take the uh, job description. I go back to the hotel. I sit down um, outside. I read it. I look up the uh, website. Um, I see people for the first time on that website, um, all these different things. And I'm reading through the job description. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm qualified for this. Um, I, I can meet those expectations. Uh, I don't see a reason why not. Um and at the bottom of this job description, so whoever wrote that job, that job description, Matt or Kathy or whoever it may be, uh, thank you for this. But there was a little uh, a little paragraph at the bottom that just kind of talked about the city of Idaho Falls. I'm um, saying so it's got like 100,000 in the population. Um, it's on a, the Snake River, two hours from Yellowstone National Park, two hours from Grand Tetons, a little under two hours from Craters of the Moon National Park. Uh, and I'm like, oh, that's great. And then I see the last paragraph says um, that Idaho Falls is only 5% evangelical Christian. And when I read that, my stomach crumpled up. I got choked up. And at the top of that job description, there could have been any job title. And I knew that that's where the Lord wanted me. I could have been the lead janitorial pastor. And I would have applied to be that. So the next morning I, uh, I talked to Mike. I was like, Hey, look, I'm, I'm going to send you my resume. As soon as I get it together, I said, I got to write it from scratch. Uh, so I get on the plane, I write my resume, I send it to him 30 seconds later, he sends it right back. And he sends a little message and says, listen, you might want to add how you came to know Christ. Some of your ex, your, uh, goals in ministry helps me out with my resume. Um, and he, he sends it back and I, I revise it. I get it good to go. Um, and I send it to him and I'm like, uh, you do with this, what you think you should do. He goes, I think I should send it. And I said, well, you do what the Lord leads you to do. Uh, so he sends it over there. Uh, we get back in town to Hattiesburg and I forget about it. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to keep refreshing my emails. I'm just let the Lord do what he's going to do. So I, uh, I sit back about two weeks go by and I get an email from, uh, the office here in, at Calvary and it says, Hey, look, uh, we got your resume in the recommendation from Mike. They're like, we're excited. We want to meet you. We want to get to know you. 
uh, send us some videos of you leading worship. Uh, we want to hear your voice. We want to hear your heart. Uh, send some videos. And I'm like, oh, I don't have any videos of me leading worship. I was a tech guy at a church. I was an AV tech uh, at the church that I was at at Temple. I was like, I, I haven't led worship in forever. I said, I've got a few videos from like two years ago when I was leading uh, and live streaming at Diamond Baptist Church in Tylertown. And I was like, but I wasn't real good back then. I don't need to send this in. They're not going to hire me hearing my voice like that. Um, so my pride's kind of started to set in. Um, but I was like, well, Lord, give me an opportunity to give them something that they can listen to that glorifies you. So I go talk to Josh Hodges, who's the uh, associate worship pastor over at uh, Temple Baptist Church. And I'm like, hey, man, look, uh, is there an opening where I can lead worship for the college students uh, and for the student ministry here on a Wednesday night? I said, I know we video them. I was like, can I, was like, can I lead one night and send it to this church that wants to hire me um, or that wants to interview me, wants to get to know me, not hire me, um, but wants to get to know me? Um, and he's like, yes, absolutely, man. Look, look, how about, uh, it spits off a date, May 5th. And I'm like, Hey, that works. That's, that's good. I said, I know that's a month and a half from now, but I'm good. Uh, so I lead worship that night, uh, get the video done. Um, and I send it in and I'm like at the same, I'm back in the same place. Look, I'm not going to check my emails. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to do anything. Um, well, I get a email from, I can't remember who's from. I think it was from the office again with a questionnaire uh, about myself uh, that I needed to send in some answers to. So I write out the answers to that, send it in, and I get an email back saying, hey, our nominating team uh, and search team wants to uh, meet with you on Zoom. I'm like, great, hey, let's do it. Um, so we meet on Zoom. I get to meet all the great people that were on this committee. Uh, we talk. We hang out for about an hour. Um, we hang up, and I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to figure something else out for me because I'm not getting this job. Um, and, and I'm just freaking out. I'm like, I, I butchered that. I was like, they they don't like me. Uh, Self-doubting myself a lot, um, but ultimately doubting the Lord. Uh, so I sit by, I let a couple weeks go by, and I graduate college. I get my degree, uh, walk across the stage, grab my diploma. Um, the next day I'm sitting at the state park where we're going to have my graduation party uh, facing to go play a bunch of disc golf. And I look down, I get an email from Jerry Moody and it says, Hey Tyler, look, we're excited, uh, to see your videos, to have met you. Um, we want you to know that you're one of our primary candidates for this position. And we want to pursue reference, pursue information from your references. We want to learn more about you. Um, is that okay? And I'm like, absolutely go for it. I'm ready. Um, and he's like, okay, well, we'll get back with you shortly. A week later, I get a call from Matt, uh, Matt McGookin, who's the pastor here at Calvary. He calls me. Um, I missed his call, actually. I was taking a nap. But he calls me, and he's like, hey, look, we want you to come out for a visit. We want you to come out uh, and see if this is just where you want to be. And if it is, then uh, we can bring you out again, and uh, you can lead worship for us in view of a call, and we'll go from there. And I was like, hey, look, you know, I'm, I said, I'm ready. I'm single. I don't have family that I'm bringing up with me. Um, I said, how about we just do it all at once? I said, I'll come up, I'll do a visit, I'll meet people, I'll see the town, I'll hang out, uh, and then that Sunday I'll lead and we'll vote. I said, but if I come up for the first couple days and it's just not what I want, or if this isn't what the Lord wants, um, I said, I'll lead on Sunday morning, we just won't do it as a vote. And he's like, hey, that's a great idea, let's just kill two birds with one stone, all in one flight. So I'm like, okay, so fly into Idaho Falls, get back to Idaho for the second time in like three months. Um, never thought that'd be in Idaho that much in my entire life. Uh, 
I'm flying in. I'm on the red eye. So it's the middle of the night when I fly in. I fly in and I see all of the lights. Um, and at the time I didn't know it, but it was basically from Rexburg to almost Pocatello. I see these lights and I knew that every one of those lights meant that somebody had to have turned it on, which meant that there were people there. And only 5% of every light that I saw from the sky knew who Christ was. And that broke me. So as soon as those, those wheels touched down on the runway, I knew for a fact that this was where the Lord wanted me and that this is where God was going to have me for the next few years of my life. Um, so I go in, I'm like, look, I don't care if uh, I get in there and everybody here is weird. I don't care if they all eat nothing but potatoes. Um, I'm ready to move here, Lord. Bring me here. Uh, so I go around with Matt. Matt and I hang out for the weekend, uh, meet a bunch of people, um, a lot of different things, different foods, different uh, accents, all these different things. Uh, meet people. I'm very nervous. Um, I call my mom that Saturday night, and I'm like, look, uh, I'm leading in the morning in view of a call. I said, if they vote me yes, which I think it was like 85% yeses uh, to call a pastor. I said, if they vote me yes tomorrow, uh, I'm taking the job. I was like, all I need is the 85%. So I go, lead worship. Uh, it was myself. And uh, Stephanie Crockett uh, were singing together. I can't remember if there was somebody else. I think it was just her and I. And um, Miss Lori Peters was playing the piano. She plays with me all the time. Fantastic piano player. Uh, we play. We get through that Sunday. We sing. We worship together. I tell the church about myself. Um, and then I'm uh, chauffeured over to the prayer room by Russ McFarlane. And uh, I sit down about five, ten minutes go by. Uh, and he comes back in and he gets me and he goes, look, uh, they just voted unanimously to call you here as our associate pastor and it took everything in me not to cry in front of this grown man because I was able to come and live and serve in a place where I knew the Lord was calling me and to know that you're going to do something that God is calling you to do and that he has called it to bring him glory and for you to spread his name is an overwhelming feeling and it's an overwhelming feeling of love and here's why. I want to dive into a couple of things. Um, in, in the first script, I have a couple of scriptures I want to read. And the first one is uh, John 14, 15. A lot of you may know it. It says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And in 1 John uh, uh, 1, 6, it says, that, or 2 John 1, 6 says this. Uh, it says, and this is love, that we walk according to his commandments, that this is the commandment just of you are, you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. That overwhelming feeling of love comes from obedience. That it's not just you loving God, because being obedient is from your love for Him, but it's also for His love for you. His love for you and your obedience. It's just this never-ending circle of how much God loves you and how much you're called to love God. So I felt that overwhelming pressure and uh, peace and love in my heart from the Lord. Um, and I just knew how great it was. And I knew that being obedient wasn't just because of love. Being obedient meant that the Lord was going to do great things. Um, not because of me, but through me. The Lord was going to do great things. Uh, Romans 5, uh, verse 19 says this. It says, For as by, by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Our disobedience causes death. 
our sin, or the wages of our sin causes death. But the one, the one's obedience brings many to eternal life. And I wanted to be that. I wanted to be the one, just like in Isaiah where it says, here I am, Lord, send me. I'm ready to go. I wanted to be that because I knew that not just I was going to feel good, um, but I knew that the Lord was going to do amazing things. And I knew that the Lord was going to be awesome and gracious through everything that was said and done uh, when I came here because he receives all glory. So through obedience, that that's the key to this entire thing. Through my entire story, if I could put one topic on it, it's obedience. So my, my, my encouragement to you, my challenge for you is that if it's hard, if it's hard, expect it to be hard. Expect it to be something that you're going to have to suffer for. Expect it to be something that you're going to have to continually seek the Lord for. Expect it to be something that the only way that you'll ever get through it is through who Jesus is and what he did on the cross. Expect God to do amazing things because God is amazing and not you. That's the biggest thing. We're not amazing. God is. And he's greater than anything we can go through. So be obedient. Learn about it. Study it. Read about what obedience looks like. You want to see a great example of what disobedience looks like? Read Jonah. Jonah was swallowed by a fish. Metaphorically, you could do the same. And, and, and that fish, it, it can be very hard to live through. Be obedient. Because when you're obedient, God will allow you to be salt and light. So be obedient through spirit and truth so that God can use you as salt and light. Hey, guys, it was amazing to be with you this morning or this evening. Hey, guys, it was amazing to be with you this evening. Um, look, I'm glad I was able to share my heart with you. Hey, guys, it was amazing to be with you this evening. I'm glad I was able to share my heart with you. Um, I'm so excited for what the Lord's got for Spirit and Truth, Salt and Light. Uh, tune back in in about a month. Uh, we're going to be going through our first series, which is on worship. Um, I've got four things coming up. We're going to be talking about worship and music, worship and prayer, uh, through scripture reading and something I call miscellaneous worship. And if you don't know what that is, come back in a couple months and you'll know what it is. Um, so yeah, we'll have a couple guests coming on. I'm so excited. Hey, look, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, don't promote it for me. Don't promote it so that I get famous. Uh, promote it so the Lord can get famous. Um, our job here at Spirit and Truth at Salt and Light, uh, is to show people who he is. So, uh, Live in obedience, live in spirit, live in truth. Go out, be salt and light. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next month.